Olympic Channel podcast. Clips of Simone Piles performing at the World Championships in Stuttgart have gone viral. The reason is pretty obvious. The videos are near perfection. Of course, Simone herself is always wanting more. Overall, I don't know. I, I still feel like I could do better. I'm Ed Knowles. This is the Olympic Channel podcast. Today, we're talking gymnastic perfection with a living legend. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel podcast. podcast. Nellie Kim was the second woman to score a perfect 10 at the Olympic Games. Moments after the legendary first perfect 10 by Nadia Comaneci at the 1976 Montreal Games, Nelly herself scored a perfect 10 too. She was first to score a perfect 10 on vault and floor. In total, she won five Olympic gold medals, three in 1976 and two in 1980. Now she's a senior judge in gymnastics. It's her job to judge just how perfect things really are. Alessandro Poggi sat down with her to talk Simone Biles, the wider field and her own Perfect 10 experience. Olympic Channel Podcast. So Nelly, how competitive would you be in nowadays uh, gymnastics? With my program, which yeah. I performed and with, in how your body was compared to I now. would be perfect. I would fit in this program easily. <laughs> What do you think about, because I, I see some pictures of you, Comaneci, it looked like you were very lean. Uh, I see Simone Biles, I see other gymnasts now. Do you think that physically, are they different? Uh, I, I think it's always was like that. And um, yes, I am kind of balanced. I was uh, physically strong, but yes, uh, the, stra- the, the different gymnasts in the different countries, in different uh, way of preparation maybe. Some countries paying more attention for flexibility, ballet, and more focusing on balance beam and uneven bars, maybe. Uh, some other countries are focusing more on tumbling because uh, women artistic gymnastics, three apparatus are usually legs. So it's tumbling, vault is tumbling, uh, floor exercises tumbling, and balance beam tumbling. So uh, Slowly but surely, the gymnasts who are physically very strong, especially with the legs, became the champions. And uh, we, we mentioned Simone Biles. Uh, how do you think she has elevated gymnastics? I don't know if it's right to say elevated gymnastics, but I can tell you for sure that she is using current code of points in full. She knows and her coach how to build exercise and uh, her physique unique, unique. And therefore on floor exercise, nobody even can get close to her. She performs all tumbling skills which exist in the code of points on the highest difficulty. No, I, I, you know, like when I was gymnast, I couldn't even imagine that this will be possible to perform what she's performing today. And uh, talking about the, let's say, London Olympic Games 2012, uh, Michaela Maroni from the USA team, she performed the highest Yurchenko vault with a double and two and a half turn. And uh, it was the highest vault in the history of gymnastics, men and women. Because we compared actually the um, elevation of um, center of gravity for 
men champion and woman champion, and she was higher. It was amazing. And her physique, actually, not as strong and powerful as Simone Biles. This girl looks like she would be similar to Russian girls, maybe. And she still was able to perform this uh, fantastic award and tumbling. So it's not only physic, but it's also very correct technique and use of biomechanic knowledge. In talking, going back to Simone, what do you see coming next from her for the last two years that she's going to compete? In previous world championship, once she appeared there and performed all her exercises, everybody knew Simone is going to win because the difference between her and next gymnast in a difficulty could be two or three points. Just before even competition start, we knew that, that she's going to be ahead of everyone. Even with one or two falls, she could win. And uh, as I said, that's her uniqueness of physical uh, qualities. And uh, she's quite stable gymnast. Even she was allowed to fall, she didn't fail. Unless, uh, yeah, yes, uh, last year world championship. No, no, sorry. In Olympic Games and finals, she was a little bit trembling. So she also have some nerves <laughs> which she has to control. I know it's, it's something that is not, it's not good talking about the greatest ever, but in the history of gymnastics, where do you place her? Uh, Simone? Oh, it's so difficult to judge. Very difficult. Depends what we will, what criteria will be. Because up to now, nobody beat famous Larissa Latinina from Russia, or she was actually from Ukraine in the beginning, then she competed for Soviet Union. She is um, almost 80 now. And um, she has 18 gold medals, nine of them from Olympic Games. And she's in the Guinness, Guinness Book. Famous Vera Cheslavska also was very close from Czech Republic. And then we will, we can talk about Ludmila Turishova from Soviet Union, uh, who people called the queen of gymnastics because nobody could beat her almost for 10 years. Then we can talk about Olga Korbut, the miracle of 1972 Olympic Games in Munich. The popularity of this girl was fantastic and uh, her performance uh, changed gymnastics in a little bit different direction. She was the one who started performing saltos on uh, balance beam and on, on uh, uneven bars. And uh, everybody just fell in love with her. Then we can talk about next generation. That would be Nadia, of course, common age. And uh, this girl came in and her technique um, of performance and even bars in the balance beam was very, uh, how to say, progressive or advanced compared to all others. Uh, so she get her perfect 10 on uneven bars and balance beam. And we competed against each other. Um, Unfortunately, I lost like 0.3 to her, <laughs> but she's a great gymnast and uh, she get perfect 10, like 15 seconds before me or something. I don't know who calculated this. I'm not sure if it is, 
but does, it doesn't matter. I would uh, approach to this um, Perfect 10 a little bit differently because uh, we have four apparatus. She get her perfect 10 on uneven bars and balance beam. I get my perfect 10 on vault and floor exercises, you know. So, but um, Nadia is one of the biggest name in gymnastics, I would say. In uh, women's gymnastics nowadays, who do you think in the next world champs, in the next Olympics, uh, can challenge Simone Biles or, or what was the race for the bronze and uh, silver? You know what, I wouldn't say there are nobody who can challenge Simone Biles because we're all human and sometime during competition anything can happen. So yes, we predict Simone, but doesn't mean she's going to win. We cannot just say now, yes, she's going to win. Nobody can say this. So um, I do not want to predict anybody right now. What weak weakness do you see in her, if she has any weaknesses? No, of course, uh, her uneven bars are not that perfect. And the balance beam is difficult apparatus for every gymnast because sometimes you cannot even expect that somebody can fail, fall from an uh, even uh, from balance beam. I, I, I know Simone is very stable gymnast, but as I said, I saw her performance where she was trembling because it's very difficult to cope with stress. And she, I don't want to predict. Difficult. It's not fair to gymnastics. <laughs> it's Biles by Miles. She's won it by over two. Fantastic athlete, and uh, I think we're all just in awe of her brilliance. Simone may be a class above at the moment, but the rest of the world should be celebrated too. Nelly's role as a senior judge for the Gymnastics Federation means she has an expert eye on how countries, apart from the traditional powerhouses, have caught up since she stopped competing. Yeah, the number one geography of gymnastics much become, become much wider because uh, when I competed, we could have like four, six countries who can compete in, among themselves and the rest of the world would be just watching from outside or competing together with us. But without any hope to get any medals. But right now, the geography is so wide and uh, there are many coaches who left post, uh, like Soviet republics and uh, Eastern Bloc countries like Romania, Bulgaria, Germany. So there is no more secret. So the geography is different. And um, if you're talking about the um, development of exercises, the difficulties and uh, um, apparatus, Yes, of course, it's a big difference. For example, when I perform my perfect 10 volt, uh, it's Sukahara with full turn. Um, the, we had a vaulting horse, we call it horse. It was not soft, it was really hard, and the springboard was very much shorter, uh, not that high, sorry, and um, uh, the mat, landing mat, was maybe 20 centimeters. It was so hard to land. Toefl right into handstand and through to a one-and-a-half dismount. Mustafa, gold medalist on bars in London. 
Halia Mustafina has made a comeback to gymnastics after taking a maternity break. She's not at the World Championships though. She's taking another break from the sport to find what she calls a new energy ahead of Tokyo 2020. There is another Russian here though, called Angelina Melinkova. And she's been dealing with a few last minute hiccups with her hair. It actually fell out during her floor routine. Actually, when I was coming up to the floor, I checked my bun and thought about whether I should redo it, but I decided not to. On the second pass, it came undone for the rest of the floor routine. I was just thinking about my hair, that it didn't get in my eye or anything, because I know how much it can be annoying. Of course, if it was training, I would have stopped and changed it, but here I couldn't stop, so I was just thinking about it. I hoped it wouldn't get in my eye. When Mustafina and Melinkova are fit, and also their hair is done right, it's actually going to be really interesting to see who comes out on top in the run-up to Tokyo 2020 and at the Olympic Games itself. Nelly Kim says both are excellent. It was great to see back uh, Alia Mustafina after giving birth to her baby and having like break for some time. And Melnikova, also beautiful gymnast. I don't know. Again, it's difficult to predict now what's going to happen. I cannot say who is stronger between these two girls because they are both very strong gymnasts. The only difference is experience. That's what Mustafina has. And uh, you cannot buy experience. You can only obtain it by time. And she's a fighter. And how is it coming back from maternity, from, from a pregnancy? Uh, is this something common in gymnastics? Have you seen uh, uh, people recovering fully after that? Uh, Okay, it's coming back to Larissa Latinina. She was the first one probably who gave a birth uh, to her daughter and came back to compete again in a long time ago. And lately, yes, it's quite often. Mustafina did, Oksana Chusavitina did, and um, I'm sure there are some other girls. Oh, uh, Marta Pichan from Poland. It was so nice to see her back. So, yeah. And uh, quite often the performance became better because they come back different people. You know, they come back more mature, um, the different mindset up. So they don't need to train maybe that much, but they have training with better qualities. So I think uh, it's much better and easier to coach them these girls because they are adults and uh, the coach actually already not coach as much as the coach he's already as a manager I think so they kind of become partner that's different relationship a business relationship The World Championships is the biggest event of the gymnastics year. Gymnasts around the world are all gearing up to make a statement in Stuttgart. 
Morgan Hurd is the prototypical all-around gymnast. Morgan hasn't enjoyed the ideal summer of competitions, but she's no stranger to coming from behind and proving her doubters wrong. 2019 has been a year of individual accomplishments for Angelina Melnikova. The world expects Angelina to contend for several medals at the World Championships. 2019 has been a year of question marks for Chen Yila. The world is waiting to see how she can come out of the other side of all these injuries. Now it's about getting in competition mode. What happens in these last few days can make or break a World Championship dream. The World Championships are simply the high point of a long season. And it's also a good chance to reflect on what makes gymnastics really special. Why do I love gymnastics? Oh, it's my life. It gave me everything. It gave me, it made me who I am today. And uh, it gave me a chance to build my own character, to fight with myself and to win against myself. That's the biggest winner. Plus, it teach me how to deal with other people, how to deal in difficult situations in the life. And also it taught me how to be, like, you know, generous and noble, respect other people, especially those who competed with you. You know, sometimes people hate each other and they don't even try to hide it. But my coach taught me always respect those who one against you and uh, try to achieve what they achieved. So there are many things. My life is gymnastic. I cannot even imagine myself to be outside of gymnastic world. I tried. It was a moment when I was thinking, oh, maybe I should change. Maybe I should become, I don't know, to learn about computer or to go in to be in administration and business. And I needed to go and study this at school. And after trying this and that, I understand that I better do what I can do the best. I could teach sport, I could teach gymnastic, and I could be administrator and manager around gymnastics. So I would not need to spend time to learn about other fields in this life, about other things, you know. Life is too short and um, we have to be, you know, every day is so precious. You have to be very intense. We should do maximum we can do every day in your life to, you know, to prove your, to yourself who you are, what you are, and what you can achieve more. And then the goals in front of me, there are some of them I think I can achieve. Some of them I have to think about, maybe further, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. Life is full of interest. And all these people around gymnastics, they're almost like my family people. Some of them I know all my life since I was 10 years old and they're still in gymnastics. You, you sacrificed a lot of your uh, childhood or your, t like when you were a teenager. No, I wouldn't say this. No, that's why, it's always the idea that... Uh, the, sacrifice. You know what, it's true. Unfortunately, for some reason, everybody just trying to make movie about the difficult life of the gymnast, all negative things to bring up, you know, because of gymnastics. But nobody tried to show good part of this. Oh, you, you know, balance is everything. It's the best to have a balance in everything. So my coach um, taught me to do everything, not to cut anything. To be a kid, to be a teenage, to go to see a movie, to spend time with my friends, to go and eat ice cream, 
he always told me you have a life in front of you and therefore you have to grow up like normal person enjoy your life my coach was unique he never told me don't eat don't drink if it wouldn't be gymnastic i don't know who i would be i would never even maybe travel to moscow from kazakhstan i would never see the world i would never probably have this many friends i have around the world and if you talk about gymnastic fun people who love sport who loves me you know if you go on facebook and you see this golden era people still posting these pictures from the past competitions and sharing opinion how beautiful she was how fantastic element she performed and uh, you know all this conversation i'm i'm just following facebook and uh, all things i read it was all positive about Olga Korbut and Nadia, myself, you know, it's great, it's life. I read that you, you kind of had a, I, I don't know, I, I just read, uh, you tell me if I'm wrong, you had a feisty relationship with your coach, uh, uh, you had arguments, uh, you, you see uh, this happening even, uh, how things have changed uh, since your times? Oh, this is difficult, it's, it didn't change actually. It's this relationship between coach and gymnast didn't change. And um, uh, number one, I can tell you that each champion, it's a personality. And it's not easy to, to deal with us because we are not simple and not easygoing people. We are strong and uh, we would like to achieve what we have as a goal. So... Um, when gymnasts have a really difficult time in training, uh, sometimes they burn out. And uh, coaches, some of them do not recognize this time. And it's natural when gymnasts trying to rebel against coach because it's time for her to rest or to recover physically or mentally. That's why the coaches need more education about psychological um, condition of their gymnast, and they need to study. We think it's a relationship of the adult and child or teenage. It's not enough. It should be really a really scientific approach of the coach to the gymnast. They could not be just people. Coach must be educated person, not only in the technical aspects and sports theory, but psychological. And I should proudly say my coach was fantastic coach who knew my who knew psychology, who knew my character, and who knew how to use my shortages in a good way. <laughs> I would love to talk with you for the whole day, but I imagine you're busy. Thank you very much. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel podcast. Big thanks to Nelly, also to Alessandro Poggi. Remember, you can follow. Olympic Channel on socials. We are at Olympic Channel. Uh, it's well worth a follow at the moment because we've got an amazing team at the World Championships doing a live blog and providing loads of other coverage as well. It's also worth mentioning that our all-around series, which is following three gymnasts on their quest to make Tokyo 2020, and I've put a link in the episode description for that one. And if you've liked the podcast, then please do remember to subscribe. It comes out every Wednesday. Five-star reviews also go down very, very well with us too. That is it for now, though. See you soon. Think like an Olympian.